Well, hello, my friends, and welcome to the worldwide broadcast of the Ted and Austin Brower Show, bringing you the latest world news and health research. I hope everyone is having an absolutely fantastic, blessed day today, as always. And I saw this morning, y'all voted, and it won the ultimate multiple powder. This is one of our top-tier products, probably one of our, one of our most popular products. So it won. It's going to be on sale today. I'm actually going to do a really big super sale on it. This product costs us a lot of money for the engineering behind the flavoring, keeping it completely natural without having any type of artificial flavors or sweeteners in it. And so it's been an expensive product over the years to keep manufacturing, but the results from it are so effective and everybody loves it so much. It's something that we've always had as a staple. So we're going to do a massive 15% off super sale on it. I'm hoping we can keep enough in inventory because we're still waiting on a big batch to get here uh but so it's it, it, it will be on sale and we hopefully we can keep it going on i know it's one of the staples of my workout partners he loves this stuff he actually put it sometimes in his drink while he works out mixing it in with his hgh stimulate i have done that as well before and that really keeps your b vitamins and your energy through the roof while you work out but i just want to give everybody a heads up right now it is on sale as product of the week for over 15 percent off one of the biggest sales we've done on that product on a while for the ultimate multiple powder which again i've told everybody when people ask me you know what's one of the best things you could start on i said ultimate multiple pick one there's three decide which one you want to go with a lot of the people a lot of people like the powder and i get a lot of questions and positive reviews on the powder because people just simply mix it in with a water bottle in the morning or their shaker and they drink it as they go along throughout their morning or later on in the afternoon and so it's very simplistic and easy and we worked really hard on trying to make sure that it tastes good which is anybody knows when you're using a product with very very high dose b vitamins like we have in the ultimate multiple powder i mean the, the ratios of what we have are i encourage you to compare them to anything else on the market b vitamins have a tendency to be very very bitter in most cases and so it's one of those products that it was very difficult to make it taste really really good without resorting to artificial sweeteners or flavors but we were able to do it took a while fantastic product be sure to check it out on sale for a short period of time as product of the week at healthmasters.com for over 15 percent off now one of the first things i wanted to cover today and i got some emails on this yesterday because a lot of people were shocked i put the link to the email the website link from that article yesterday talking about how essentially the you know far right are being involved in exercise and eating clean and just a spoof i went into detail you guys can go back and listen to it yesterday or read the articles on the website and one person asked me he said you know the fitness industry and all these different industries and a lot of the gyms are all owned by these big corporations now and they've been taking over they said why would they go in and try to basically slam an industry that they make a lot of money on and my answer was this first off the amount of money that these organizations and these massive you know equity firms like BlackRock and State State Street make off say these corporate gyms or some of these supplement companies that are owned by these big corporations is minuscule compared to what they make in the medical industrial complex. We've already seen that now with Pfizer, Big Pharma. It's, it's literally barely even a sliver on a pie chart. And the biggest thing is if these banker boys and these guys like BlackRock and State Street and Vanguard and these bankers that are run trying to run the world with the World Economic Forum that nobody ever voted for any of these guys to be put in place – they are trying everything they can to instill cowardice in men and compliance in society. 
That's the thing I have to drill into everybody's head. You have to understand these individuals do not want aggressive alpha individuals that stand up, that are strong, that are healthy, that are fit, that can go pump out 20 pull-ups and go run three miles. They don't want anybody to be able to do that. They want people to be as cowardice, especially men, and they want to basically push them into a compliance sector of society so they don't ask questions. They know strong, aggressive males do not comply in society. That has been historical for thousands of years. They don't want that. They want people that are basically going to be essentially these soy boys that aren't going to ask questions. They're going to put a mask on when they walk into a store that are going to ask permission to do anything whatsoever and that are going to go to a job, do what they're supposed to do, go home to their couple hundred square foot apartment and rinse and repeat every single day and don't question the narrative. People that are strong, healthy, awake, and very educated are very difficult to control from an authoritarian, tyrannical standpoint. They really are. And so this is what they're pushing. This is why you're seeing now the feminism of men in movies with Hollywood now. This is why I've told you almost every single Hollywood movie that comes out now, most of them, I don't see hardly anything else anymore, is because all they constantly do is push this narrative, push this narrative. And what's happened is now a lot of these boys start seeing this stuff in the media. They start seeing the stuff in these cartoons. They start hearing the stuff in the media. And so they don't know what to do. And so they either start getting into porn. They start getting into massive video games. They start getting the metaverse now. They're coming out with these, these visual augmented goggles, I've told you, that you're going to be able to see stuff but still see the real world at the same time with this holographic system that's going to tie into the 6G. That's going to be literally – they're going to be able to upload information – and visual images with this augmented reality that you're not even going to be able to tell it's different from real reality. That's how crazy it's going to get over the next five to ten years. This is why they're doing this. This is why they're also coming in and they're shorting the vehicle market right now. They're starting a massively slow production on all gasoline and diesel-powered engines and vehicles, period. I've talked to guys in the industry. I've waited on stuff. I've been in the vehicle industry for a decade plus. They're completely and totally shutting down diesel and gasoline-powered vehicles. They're phasing them out, while at the same time, they're hemorrhaging cash, hemorrhaging cash in the EV sector, yet the federal government is funneling billions of taxpayer dollars to keep it afloat. Nobody wants EV vehicles, but what they're going to do is they're slowly increasing the price of these trucks, like diesel trucks right now, to the point that, I mean, you know, a limited F-450 stickers for $105,000. Well, you're going to see over the next two to three to four years, these trucks are going to start pushing 120, 130, 140, 150 thousand dollar stickers. Not because they cost that much to make, but because Ford and Chevy are going to do everything they can to make it so only a very few people can buy these trucks, which allows them to massively limit production. Well, you're going to go to the dealership and say it's 2027, 2028, and you're going to go, hey, I need a truck. Well, you can put in an order, and you're going to have to wait a year, year and a half if you want one of these trucks, and stickers going to be about $140,000, $150,000. But we've got 87 F-150 Lightning EV trucks on this lot right now. Pick a color, pick a model, pick a trim, pick anything you want. And by the way, we've got $30,000 federal rebates on these trucks right now, so we can get you one of these trucks for $50,000. Sign and drive today. Do you know what's going to happen? vast majority of people are going to start buying these EV vehicles. That's what's going to happen because I've talked to people that go, I'm not buying one. I'm not getting into one. That's how they're going to do it, and they're going to slowly push people into this sector. I have told you guys in detail on Monday what Tesla's been doing with their charging stations and reducing the amount of power and charging as far as the percentage and batteries. This is happening all over the country now. 80% maximum charge is already getting in your car. 
We were, Carl only gets 300 miles anyways. So now we're at 250, 260. What they're going to do is they're going to slowly start tearing that down. There's an article that came out from Apple News the other day, and I just had to read it because it was so silly, but it's where they're going with it. They said the worst thing you can do when it's hot outside is crank your AC down as it puts tremendous stress on the electric grid and causes more climate change. I kid you not. They said you really need to be comfortable at around 78 to 79 degrees on your thermostat. And and when you leave your house, you need to bump it up about 10 to 12 percent. So you need to leave your house on about 85 to 86 degrees when you leave. And then when you come home, you can allow it to slowly come down to about 78 to 79. This will really help out with the electric grid and you can do your part to reduce climate change. Change. They're slowly conditioning the people with new learnt behavior on being uncomfortable. Human beings are very resilient. They really are. I mean, you can take guys and you can train them with the utmost special forces. You can put them in Marine Corps Marshall. You can put them in SEAL training and you can push them to the brink of death in training. And they will adapt. Some of them will. And I mean, you can put them in trench warfare. They will push through it. You can push them through so many different things and human beings will adapt. What they're doing now is teaching people more and more alert behavior that's more and more uncomfortable so people become used to being more and more uncomfortable while they don't even realize they're being uncomfortable to the very things that we fought for, that we worked for, that we built for over the last two, 300 years as far as in this country on this continent. That's what they're working on right now. This is why they're working on this CBDC system, this digital currency to the Federal Reserve. They want to be able to go in and monitor everything you pay for. This is why I've told you the gasoline-powered engines don't work for them because you could still go into a store even over the next couple of years. You can go in and say, hey, here's a $100 bill. I need to go pump some diesel out of there. Eh, you know what? That cash is getting pretty de- devalued. What else you got? Oh, well, I've got, you know, four or five Silver Eagles right now. Bingo. Go fill your truck up. You could go fill your truck up. You could drive anywhere you want. That doesn't work in a tyrannical system. So, again, while these things are occurring, we've got to address them. And we also have to do our best to encourage other people to do the same and not supporting these factors, not giving your money to corporations that are blatantly going against you and continuing to support so many people that are pushing forward, like on public square. That's a platform that Health Masters is on now because it's a platform that's designed by patriots for patriots with companies that are really trying to do their best to go against this. Because you got to remember, a lot of times people get down, they get depressed, they go, oh, oh, they're just, they're doing this and they're pushing this. Guys, there's only a couple hundred people that are pushing this agenda. There's over 300 million in the United States. Granted, there's probably only about 10 to 20 percent that are actually willing to stand up and make change. That's still a lot of people when you actually factor that in the grand scheme of things in a country like this that is still free to an extent if you know how to work your way around the system and you know how to exercise your rights. So I encourage you to continue to speak up for the truth, and thank you for getting the truth from Health Masters and multiple other information systems that we put on the website every day, getting them out to everyone every single day because it just has to be part of your life now. As much as you like it, you don't like it, it doesn't matter. I told you guys yesterday with that article from Ian Smith, he goes into detail talking about it doesn't matter if you don't believe there's a war and if you don't believe there's an agenda. They're still happening right now. You can pretend it's not there. It doesn't matter. It's still there. The laws of the jungle still apply even if you don't want to participate out in the jungle. You go out in the Amazon forest. You go trekking on the Amazon forest. You go, listen, listen, listen. I don't care about anacondas, I don't care about piranhas, I don't care about malaria, I am me, 
and I'm from the United States. This doesn't affect me down here in Amazon. It doesn't apply to me. The laws of the jungle do not exist to me in the Amazon. I hate to tell you, you're probably going to die out there. That's just what's going to happen if you have that kind of attitude. That's what's happening right now. People have this flippant attitude like, oh, well, I am me, and these things don't happen, and I don't have to worry about this, and it won't happen because it never will because, well, I just don't think it will. It's happening right now. They're projecting this on the kids. They're contaminating the entire the entire mindset of our young children, and it's time that Americans really start waking up and realizing if it is to be, it's up to us. Nobody's coming to save us other than God Almighty whenever that time comes, but while we're on this earth, we can't be putting our reliance in some media figure that's claiming to be the savior of the country because he rambles and rants on on a regular basis. Americans have to start being Americans and do what they need to do to maintain their rights and protect their children at all costs. What do you think, Dad? Wow, that's a blistering opening, Austin. That was phenomenal. Uh, you're right. Americans have to take hold of the truth because the truth will set them free and their families free. But the vast majority of Americans have no interest in doing that. All they want to do basically is continue just to uh, believe in normalcy bias. You know, and, and baby boomers are the worst in this. You know, they were, they were raised with Mayberry RFD and, you know, the talking Mr. Ed and I Dream of Jeannie. And they just want their country back and they want the way it was back. And they think they're going to get it back because they're mostly biased. They were thinking, well, it's going to go back to normal. And the problem is it's not going back to normal. It's getting worse. It's getting much, much, much worse since we gave the Kabbalist Luciferian Synagogue of Satan Federal Reserve Bank the right to print our currency, you know, in 1913. They have enslaved the entire country through debt and through inflation and deflation, and it's what they've done, and it's why the forefathers of our country warned us about the formation of a central bank in the United States that was independently owned via the, the European banking cartel behemoths, and we didn't listen because that Woodrow Wilson, who was a syphilis-infected piece of garbage, probably the worst president we've ever had. He's right up there with Abraham Lincoln. He basically decided to go ahead and have an affair on his wife in Princeton and allowed Samuel Untermeyer to basically blackmail him and push the Federal Reserve and push the United States in the World War One. And then, of course, he has a massive stroke in the White House. His unbelievably liberal weirdo wife ran the White House the last few years. He was in office as he's a blithering idiot at that point. This is just unbelievable. Syphilis, the syphilis just took over his mind. And yet here we are 100 years later, more than 100 years later, still dealing with the effects of what Woodrow Wilson did and what Samuel Untermeyer did and all the rest of the clowns that were basically involved in this enslavement of America 100 years ago. And Austin is absolutely right. They're decreasing the ability and the transportation of all of the different vehicles that they don't want you to have. I know Austin had ordered a new truck. It was supposed to have been here this week. Now we find that it's still in the railhead up in Detroit. It hasn't even been moved, and it's probably going to be another month to two months before it gets down here. And it's because they don't want you to have these vehicles because these gas and diesel vehicles are being phased out. It's like the VCR and the CDs and all the rest of the stuff, and eight-track tapes. They're gradually phasing out what they've been giving us for the last hundred over 100 years with these gasoline-powered vehicles. And by 2030, 2040, 2050, they're, not, they're planning on making zero gasoline vehicles, zero diesel vehicles. Lot, you'll say, well, I'm just going to go ahead and keep, continue to drive that. I don't care how old they are. How are you going to get fuel? just thought I'd mention that to you. How are you going to get gasoline? How are you going to get diesel? Because if, if these vehicles are shut down and there's only 1% of the people still driving them, what are you going to do? Go to the shelf at Walmart and buy diesel fuel for 100 bucks a gallon? 
you know, you know, they've already done it to the airplane industry. You know, fuel used to be a couple dollars a gallon about four or five years ago. That's still seven, eight dollars a gallon for aircraft fuel. It's ridiculous. I remember I used to fly up to North Carolina, you know, in my plane before I sold it. I could fly up there for, you know, $150 in fuel. Last time I flew up there, it was almost $400, $500, just one way to fly the plane up there. I thought, this is stupid. I can drive a car for a lot cheaper than this because they don't want you to have the ability to go freely and travel on your way and not be basically, you know, enslaved to them. You know, they don't want AC for the peasants. They don't want you to turn your AC under 78. They want you to sit there and sweat all night, use a ceiling fan, which I do anyhow. But the reality is, is they want you to basically be all hot and miserable all night. And what they don't tell you is if you turn your AC on 85 in your home all day, that you're not going to get the humidity out. And now you have a problem with mold. It's, it's just what happens. And it's just, it's just crazy because this is all about normalcy bias. They get it's all going to go back to normal. And Austin gave that little analogy about Anaconda. There was a movie that came out a few years ago with John Voight, probably about 20 years ago, and it was called Anaconda. It was this group of basically people who went down to the Amazon and went through a river ride on this big boat, and they were completely and totally naive. They thought they could jump in the water and do all kinds of things and walk out in the woods at night, and a lot of them ended up dying. I'm not recommending that movie because it gets kind of weird, certainly not for kids. But the reality is, is that we've got a situation in the United States of America in which we're basically in a, you know, we're, we're, we're finding ourselves in a place that we don't want to be, that we don't want to go there. And the sad part about it is, is that, you know, a lot of people are woefully unprepared for what's about to happen to them. That's where they are right now because they have refused for years and years and years to stand up for truth. They've refused. They have not wanted to travel, travel, you know, stand up for truth. They don't want to talk about what's happening. Now, I'm going to stop myself for one second here. I had a good friend of mine, Kevin Jordan, still a great friend, great brother of the Lord, love the guy. He's got a company called Alarm Alert in South Carolina, does alarm systems all over the country. Amazing guy. And, and what's interesting about Kevin is about no, 30 years ago, I guess now, he sent me a bunch of articles about what was going on with the New World Order. And I was in the middle of my seminar things, and I was out you know, traveling, and I'm on the platform with presidents and all the kind of stuff that I used to do, you know, speaking to groups as big as 40,000 you know, in stadiums. And I didn't have time to look at it. I really didn't. And then 9-11 happened. Okay? And about three or four years after 9-11, you know, we had the Olympics, and so I saw a video one time. It was called you know, 9-11 Mysteries, and they started asking all these questions. And I finally opened my mind up and I said, I need to take a look at this. Something ain't right. Because by this time, I was already in a semi-retirement mode and I was still doing radio and TV, et cetera. And we still had Health Masters going. But, you know, I was busy having kids, et cetera, et cetera. And I wasn't really paying a whole lot of attention any longer as far as having to travel all over the country on an ongoing basis. And what ended up happening is I started to ask questions about 9-11. Well, as you guys all know, once you, do, once you go down that rabbit hole, you can, watch, you can watch the movie Loose Change. You can watch 9-11 Mysteries. If you've never watched any of that stuff, and it'll, you'll realize that 9-11 was a trigger because of the Patriot Act and what they did after that with the draconian, the draconian legislation that George Bush, that George Bush passed, which, would already, which was a 1,500-page document that had already been written long before 9-11. And all of this stuff was designed to take us to where we are here now over 20 years later, thinking that it's going to go back to normal, and it's not. The industrial, how should I say, militarized spy state that we've created in the United States on the war on terror has come after the American population now, and it was designed to do exactly that. And so now we understand where we are and how we got here, and now we're trying to figure out how to fix it. 
The problem is as long as we keep the same people in positions of power, it's not going to make any difference. You know, Klaus Schwab, you know, the unbelievably perverted weirdo out of Switzerland says the world economic orders now are to prepare billions for social credit score prisoners, you know, for the for the for the for the, for the governments to do that. Now, what the heck does that even mean? Well, what they're planning on doing, and this is this is this is absolutely crazy. The globalists are publishing a plan for a worldwide financial enslavement under what's called a unified ledger. And uh, it's just hard to believe this is actually happening, but it is. And if you thought the central bank digital currency you know, plans sounded dystopian, just wait to read the new unified ledger agenda released by the Bank of International Settlements, known as the Bank of Central Banks. The plan basically is a blueprint for the future monetary system, improving the old, enabling the new, and basically that's what they're doing. The new plan describes an Orwellian globalist-run unified ledger that records the ownership of all assets, checking accounts, real estate, bonds, stocks on a centralized exchange run by the World Economic Forum and the international banking cartels. All assets will be tokenized, a process that the BIS describes as a recording claims of financial or real assets that exist on the traditional ledger on a programmable platform. The unified ledger programmable platform entries, meaning that your ownership of assets can be revoked or altered at any time according to your social credit engineering and scores and under the desires of the globalists. If you speak out against sex, child sex trafficking, for example, or child trans mutilations, all your assets could vanish from the unified ledger, supposedly. This is how you're going to own nothing, in case you were curious, because Klaus Schwab said, by 2030, you'll own nothing and you'll be happy. We're going to change your DNA. Remember him, that guy again, that, that weirdo gay guy out of Switzerland? This is what they're doing. And so they never want you to have custody of anything. And they've already done a lot of that you know, with, with, your, with your real estate assets, because if you don't pay your property taxes, you'll find out real quick who owns your property. Maybe you don't realize that. If you have property taxes from your county and from the state or whatever that you're having to pay every single year and you have your home paid for, you don't pay the property taxes. They will put your house up for auction, period, if you basically leave your car abandoned on the side of the road because you have a, you run out of gas or you have a flat tire or your engine seizes up and the car sits there for three or four days. The tow company will take that car. And it will basically tow it to the tow lot and charge you an impound fee up to about 100 bucks a day, I guess. And then after like 30 days, you'll owe them all this money. If you don't pay them to get your car back, they will then have a new title issued for that car. And then they will sell it to the person who they want to sell it to to cover the cost of the storage and the impound fees and the tow fees. And they will clear the ledger on that car, so to speak, as far as the title. They will get a clear title. But you, the owner of that car, if you finance it, you're still responsible to make payments on it. Yeah, because you left it on the side of the road. Now, I understand we can't have cars parked on the side of the road for weeks on end. I got that. I do. But, you know, and I understand that people need to maintain their vehicles. I got that, too. But that's kind of like they're going to do to you with the World Economic Forum and this ledger they're planning on putting out because this is what they want to do, enslave the entire population, all of it. And, you know, and, 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 it's, and it's crazy to me because, you know, we have all of this stuff that's happening all over the country now along with the genital mutilation of young children. And, and, and now we have, you know, we have robots now that are doing genital surgery. I mean, th this is insane. Now, what they mean by that, the robots are being controlled by, you know, a doctor, but they're doing that nonetheless. And genital surgery robot is cranking out a high volume of sex changes. This self-described queer surgeon, quote unquote, employs high tech to castrate puberty suppressed boys. Uh, surgeons at the Oregon Health and Science University are using a medical robot to assist with vaginoplasties or the surgical reconstruction. I'm not going to read this. You already know what they do. And, uh, you know, it's just unbelievable. He goes on to say, <laughs> 
I'm trying to keep this PG rated. All they all boast of a high volume of clients on their respective web pages. And Dr. Blair Peters, a surgeon leading the gender program, boasted that the gender surgery clinic had the highest volume on the West Coast and could operate a two robot assisted surgery daily, according to a recent report from the Manhattan Institute City Journal. In addition to vaginoplasty, offers okay. I'm not going to read any more of this. It's, 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 just, it's just too sick. But this is what's going on all over the country right now. And then we have, you know, this is basically this this Jewish. <clears throat> I say to say this about the, the, the Jewish thing, but we, but we've got a Jewish camp that now is telling their parents that if the person wants to basically come clean as far as their their, their sexual orientation, they can't. They won't tell the parents. I'll just read it to you. Washington State Jewish camp promises to keep campers' gender identity secret from the parents. They also allow campers to have co-ed sleeping arrangements for any kids to bunk according to their gender identity, regardless of their biological sex. Uh, this is a Jewish summer camp in the Pacific Northwest. It's open to campers on the 1st through the 12th grade, and it's promised to keep campers' gender identity secrets. I mean, this this is unreal. Now, remember, I'm just gonna, I'm, there are a lot of Jewish people out there. And here's the problem when you start talking about this. Jews are basically Jews by race and by religion all rolled into one. But a lot of the Jews are not religious whatsoever. They're just simply Jewish by race, and they don't really have a particular set of beliefs as far as what they what they do believe. A lot of the other folks that basically do go to Jewish synagogues, they don't practice from the Torah, the five first books of Levitical law. They practice from the Talmud, which is a, book, a group of books that are thousands and thousands of pages long, which basically promote homosexuality and that Jesus was a demon-possessed sorcerer and the Virgin Mary was a whore and all the rest of this stuff. And they absolutely loathe and hate Christianity. It's okay to lie to Christians and all the rest of this stuff. But the majority of Jews that I know don't believe in any of that stuff. They think it's ridiculous, and they don't even go to synagogue anymore because I'm sure a lot of that stuff's being preached to them at the synagogues. However, Shabbat Lubavitch, which is basically a sex-death cult, they're trying to bring in the Antichrist. They're promoting all of this primarily that are at the Wailing Wall. And they're rocking back and forth, having intercourse with these demonic entities. They call them the, the archangels in order to get their questions answered by this snake god of theirs called Einsoff, and they are the sex death cult. So there, I just got as politically correct as I can get on that. But the vast majority of the Jews are not involved in any of this stuff, nor do they wish to be involved in it. And a lot of them are not religious at all. They're basically just Jew by, you know, how should I say, by, by, by birth or Jewish, Jewish by birth. So the crazy part about all of this stuff is we got to ask ourselves a question. Why are we allowing a group of Luciferian Kabbalah synagogue of Satan, people who claim to be Jews that are not, like the Bible says, why are we allowing them to enslave the entire planet to bring in a sex death cult, to basically have a sex death cult, and to allow them to come in now and basically take over everything through the World Economic Forum, this synagogue of Satan, and enslave us all? That's the question we've got to ask ourselves. I don't go out there and start you know, Jew bashing because it's not necessary to do that. It's, it's not crazy. There's good Christians and there's bad Christians. There's good Jews and there's bad Jews. There's good Muslims and there's bad Muslims. There's good blacks and there's bad blacks. There's good whites and there's bad whites. The reality is, though, we've got a group of people that are dedicated to a purpose, and they're tied together with the highest levels of the Masonic Lodge, too. I just want you to know that, and we talk about that in depth. And they're all tied together with the Illuminati or the people who took down Building 7, if you want to make it easy. And, you know, and that's what I always tell people. Just look at the Building 7 that nobody really knows about. The vast majority has no idea what that is. And basically take a look at that. And that's where we are right now. We're in a situation where we have a group of international banking cartels that are doing everything they possibly can to rip you off and do things to you that simply aren't okay. 
You know, right now, you know, we've got a major bank that's having to pay back, you know, over $100 million in fines because they basically lied and lied and lied and lied to, you know, the Bank of America. This is from the Daily Mail. And, and it says, an arresting article, Bank of America to automatically reimburse customers $100 million after the firm illegally charged junk fees, withheld promised rewards, and opened fake credit card accounts without holders' consent. The watchdog has ordered the bank to pay more than $100 million to customers, and the Bank of America is accused of double-dipping on $35 insufficient funds fees. Wow. You know, so you know, here's the thing. Have you got a refund on what they've done to you? Well, you know, we'll see what happens. This Bank of America has been ordered to pay $250 million for illegally charging junk fees without holding credit card awards. On and on and on it goes with the international banking cartels. That's why I'm going to post online right now a very good book that was written by Shelton Emery. It's called Billions for the Bankers and Debts for the People. And he goes into the formation of the Federal Reserve Bank, how it works, why it doesn't work, and what needs to be done to get rid of it. Now, Shelton Emery's passed away a long time ago, and I love the guy because he gave this free PDF out there and said anybody can print this as much as they want. Just get it out. You can go ahead and copy it, photocopy it, transmit it. They don't care. He doesn't care. There's no copyright on it. And when people do stuff like that, you've got you to realize that they're telling you the truth in most cases. And I guarantee you, this man is telling us the truth in all of this. Another guy who's telling us the truth, and I found this interesting too from the Daily Mail, and I like this, Dog the Bounty Hunter. I don't really talk about Dog the Bounty Hunter, but I'm talking about it right now. Quote, he says, Jesus was not a sissy. Dog the Bounty Hunter rages against the LGBT children Pride Month and claims gay people need to be saved. Dog launched into this tirade in an interview with Christian ministry founder, suggested that gay people need to be saved and delivered. Jesus was not a sissy. He was not a sissy man, said Bounty Hunter. Now, Bounty Hunter is basically seven years, 70 years old. He made these remarks on Tuesday with a Christian ministry founder, Cheryl Barrera, leading celebrity news outlets TMZ and Page Six to brand the diatribe as a homophobic rant. <laughs> Jesus was not a sissy, proclaimed reality star Dog, whose real name is Dwayne Chapman, as he spoke alongside his wife, Frances Frame. Dog and Francine responded to the backlash in a statement in the Daily Mail saying, We love all people and believe in the word of God. The truth is we're all sinners who need to seek repentance. Good answer. We encourage everyone to read the Bible for themselves. If people don't want to hear our beliefs, they can choose not to watch the statement added. I like that. In the interview, Dog made meandering comments, amused, unprompted about kids changing their sexuality, placing blame on Christian church leaders. We call that one out. I'm going to repeat that one. In the interview, Dog made meandering comments and amused, unprompted about the kids changing their sexuality, placing blame on Christian church leaders. For many years, these holy rollers have done just that. Rolled around, he said, and you see where they've got us now. They've got kids changing their sexuality. They talk about more about tithing and more about what they do and more about them, more what's going on. They're so whacked over themselves, they have brought us all of the gates of hell. So we have to stop all that, rebuke them, two ways rebuke them, and Jesus damn it, and physically he added prompting laughter from Herrera. Jesus was not a sissy. He was not a sissy man, continued dog. We don't need no more sissy men. We need men and women that are willing to stand up against evil and speak the word of God. And uh, I've got to agree with everything he said. The Frankfurt School and cultural Marxism and the Johnson Amendment have uh, basically castrated preachers, and they're not telling the truth from the pulpit anymore as far as the whole truth. They're trying to keep their giving units up in the church to keep the tithing up. And many of these pastors, especially the TV evangelists, are out there going ahead and living in multiple mansions, flying multiple private jets, and having this lifestyle of the rich and famous. I know them, guys. I know them personally, and I've been on a lot of their TV shows. 
And I can honestly say to you, don't support TV evangelists ever, period. Support your local church. I know that's going to make a lot of you get really offended and mad at me because a lot of you support these TV ministries. But guys, I've been behind the scenes with them, and the vast majority of them are not what you think they are. I mean, I'm not going to go into it today. I don't have time. But it's just stay with your local church. Support your local ministry. And if your local ministry is not teaching you what I just told you, if they're not teaching you the Word of God, find the church that will. That's very, very important, even if it's online. I love you guys. Austin, what do you think? What do you think? What's your next story, bud? Uh, you're exactly right. I've always encouraged people, please do research when you're donating money and you're doing stuff. Everybody knows that, I mean, we continually get the truth out here on a regular basis, and that's why we've worked as far as with the Thailand girls, as far as supporting those. And a lot of a lot of y'all still send money in. We continually support those girls over there on a regular basis. I know Dad just sent in more money the other day. It's because anytime we do something like that, we know exactly where the money's going. We get videos from those girls. We get photos. I mean, dad's been over to Thailand before. This is not something that I tell people to do loosely whenever you're starting to donate money. There are so many scam artists in the Christian realm, and I hate to have to say that. But there are a lot, and they continually tell you, oh, you got to do this, or you need to give me money if you want to be blessed about this, and we need more money for this, and we need first fruits offering, and we need the third fruits offering, and we need your extra offering, and we need this eighth offering. I remember going to a church when I was in college. So over there in Lakeland, not going to bring any names up, and I remember going there one time, and total, total from service from start to finish, they had five different separate offerings they were passing the buck around, five. This is a big mega church. Five. <laughs> and I'm sitting there looking at my friend, and I'm like, golly, bro. I'm like, by the time I get out of church, I'm going to be broke. I'm not going to have any money left. We keep, oh, money here, money here, and money here, and money here. And then come to find out they were burning through cash, and the, the couple ended up getting divorced as far as who was running the church. And it was just a whole boondockle. I saw it with another TV evangelist that dad knew very well. And I talked to guys that were working with him as far as with getting material, as far as books and different stuff. And they, they flush the dude, he doesn't pay any of his bills. He doesn't pay any of his vendors. He pays nobody. He just runs the bills up and runs credit up and runs all his cash up and never pays anybody all the time. But yet he's getting millions and millions and millions of dollars in donations on a regular basis. Be very cautious where you're throwing your seed. I mean the parable talks about it very clearly as an example when it talks about throwing your seed on rocky soil, when you're throwing your seed and the birds pick it up. You're throwing your seed on good soil. The whole parable of that is look at where you're throwing it after a while. You can throw it out the first time say, okay, where's it landing? But do your due diligence when you start repeatedly throwing it out and say, man, I've thrown it here eight times on rocky soil and nothing comes out about this. Maybe I don't want to throw it a ninth time out there. Maybe there's just nothing yielding here. Maybe it's bad soil. Always do your research on that, my friends, because there's something that I have watched personally, and Dad's seen it, and he showed me as I grew up. There's a lot of people in that industry that are not who you think they are, and they simply want their next Gulfstream or their next mansion or whatever their next compound they need to buy. And uh, they're willing to tell people whatever they want to hear in order to make their money off of it. So be very cautious of that. Also, to another news, speaking of what I was talking about earlier with the vehicle industry, just to step it up another step further, General Motors Ohio plant is now going to be enjoying over a billion dollars in annual subsidies from U.S. taxpayers 
while they're cutting the workers' wages in half. This is reported from the United Auto Workers Detail. As part of Biden's Inflation Reduction Act, automakers producing EV vehicles and batteries need to have them powered see a windfall of $220 billion by 2031 in the form of taxpayer-funded subsidies. Now, I have no idea how you say we're going to spend $220 billion in EV subsidies over a decade and put that under the same category as the Biden Inflation Reduction Act. Oh, I do. Actually, I do know how. It's all a lie. It's always a lie. Everything they say is a lie on a regular basis. Just like my old friend who's retired range and operator, he said, do not believe anything you hear at all ever from the media. And that's because all they do is lie. These politicians, you see some of them get in that are really good, and they try to push stuff, and they try to talk about stuff like Ron Paul. Ron Paul was extremely vocal about basically dissolving the Fed <laughs> and you know, monetizing, you know, nationalizing the, the debt. And, of course, every time he got in a national debate, they'd literally cut him off. He'd be talking 30 seconds. Okay, Mr. Ron Paul, we need to talk to Mitt Romney over here, and he can babble about something else that we've already heard 50 times. Come on, Mitt. That's what they did all the time. Because they didn't want Ron Paul talking about the Federal Reserve. They didn't want him talking about the money magic that the bankers have continually done. That's why you've seen now sometimes it's so important to get directly involved in your city and county. Because when it comes to the federal level, we're watching some crazy stuff happen right now. And that's why I've encouraged people, you know, do your research when it comes to tax stuff. Talk to a proper, account, proper accountant. Do your own research with a lot of this and figure out as far as what works best for you in certain areas. Because as we've seen now, the money that gets paid in does not go to anything pretty much anybody is agreeing to anymore. I mean, you, people used to always make the excuse, oh, well, you know, it's paying for the roadways. Well, we've seen now that the roadway taxes and the increase in fees continually go up, but certain things don't get fixed. Now we're seeing billions of dollars go into these industries to produce these batteries, while at the same time, they're cutting wages for the workers that are working there. Now, one thing I have seen, though, is this is going to be an interesting topic, is, you know, the oil industry and the Saudis over there, the e ESG loophole led investors to pile billions of dollars into Saudi America, the world's largest oils company, who chief executive has criticized the ESG investing. The Bloomberg reported that Saudi America has become an unlikely beneficiary of anti-climate change investing funds. Amin Nazar, the chief executive, said that ESG policies have an automatic bias against any and all conventional energy projects that would lead to global problems surrounding energy energy security. They went on to say that America sold 49% of its shares in each unit that led by EIG Global Energy Partners and BlackRock. <laughs> These investors use bridge loans from banks to fudge their, lo- their trans- transactions. In order to generate cash to repay the banks, the EIG and BlackRock consortiums created two special purpose vehicles, EIG Pearl Holdings and Green Safe Pipelines, both registered to the same address. These SPVs that sold bonds, which since had no direct link to the fossil fuel industry, ended up getting an above-average score in the widely used J.P. Morgan Sustainability third-party ESG scores. The bonds made it into the J.P. Morgan ESG index, and investors in the bonds include fund managers. So what's interesting about this is now you're seeing this manipulated aspect of where they're figuring out how they can still fund certain arenas and still make money on it while still manipulating their ESG score that J.P. Morgan and BlackRock are so poised on. The big, the big factor you're going to see in this is the Saudis are not going to go quietly into the night with the amount of oil that they produce and the amount of money that they make. Those guys have a very, very 
incredibly extravagant lifestyle over there. Just put it that way. They they have Sears money, big boy money, oil money. And so these guys are not just going to go quietly while this alleged EV sector continues to be pushed. These guys are going to push back. Because there's nothing in their sector that's going to make any money with the EV system. Sure, you're still going to have oil production as far as for the jet fuel and aircrafts and commercial flights and private jets. But when it comes to actual, you know, common use diesel fuel and gasoline engine, that's where their big money is on this mass production of this stuff. So it's going to be something to watch over the next couple of years and whether or not we end up having some massive (laughs) conflict with Saudi or an excuse to go invade Saudi Arabia, who knows anymore. But one thing I have seen anytime the bankers aren't getting their way, they go to war. We're watching that right now with Russia and Ukraine, this entire excuse to launder probably one of the largest amount of weapon trafficking we've ever seen, at least in this century, while at the same time continually funding money through that country, which, by the way, was the third most corrupt country in the entire world before this war started. Not speaking poorly about the Ukrainian population. Let me address that real quick. So I got some emails that were a little frustrated the other day about people that have family friends in Ukraine. I can guarantee you from people I've talked to, there are a ton of incredibly amazing Ukrainian people, a lot of really staunch patriots and Christians that are in Ukraine, most of which don't want to be involved in any of this nonsense, most of which are not involved in the corruption that's going on over there. Let's clarify that. When I refer to Ukraine and a lot of the corruption that's going over there, I'm talking about Zelensky and all those other hooligans that are running the country right now. That's who I'm referring to with this over there. Majority of the population in Ukraine wants to live peacefully and freely, unmolested on their way. They don't want to be involved in this either, and they're not getting any aspect of this corruption and money trafficking and weapons trafficking. So when I refer to Ukraine and I refer to Zelensky and a lot of these hooligans that are operating over there with him, that's who I'm operating about along with the banker boys and whoever else the Biden crime family was operating with in Ukraine over the last decade that we've blatantly seen now. That's what I'm referring to. But as far as Ukrainian people, I can guarantee you, and I'm confident, there are a ton of them over there that are just like American patriots that really want this crap to end over there, and they don't want to be involved in this either at all. So I wanted to clarify that from some of the emails I got when I referenced a lot of stuff to Ukraine, Dad. What do you think? You know, also the Ukraine thing. I mean, I, I know people from the Ukraine. There, there's some really good people over there. There really are, and you know, a lot of them have fled the country because of the war. I mean, I think it's like 10 million now have left. And I, I spoke to a, a lady the other day, as she had fled Ukraine with her car and had to abandon her car at her friend's house in Poland. And she said it took her like three days to get across the border out of Ukraine because the cars were backed up for miles and miles and miles. And then when she got to the gas station, she could only get like five gallons of gas. That was it because they were basically rationing the gas because everybody was trying to leave. Now, again, I'm going to say this, and I'm just going to be real blunt about this. You know, I have not seen any embed reporters talking that are legit about what's going on over there. And I know there's people dying. I got that. I understand that. But, you know, I've said this a hundred times, and I'll say it again. If Putin wanted to go in and take over the Ukraine, he could have done it with a blitzkrieg. He could have done it within a month. He didn't have to drag this war out for a year and a half like he's done. This is all part of the orchestrated theater. They needed to have it a, a distraction, and uh, apparently the young Ukraine was kind of just picked as a bad choice for the people who live there as far as the distraction. But you know, this is an interesting thing because you know they were shelling the Donbass region. You know, Lazinski was for almost eight years, and so this war, this internal conflict, this they've been having there with the Russians against the 
of the Ukrainians has been going on for almost a decade. Now, now it is a decade, you know, with this war that's happened. And I believe you're 100% right, Austin. It's been a giant money laundering scheme for the people that are over there uh, as far as the, 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 the military-industrial complex and also a giant weapons trafficking scheme. All of this stuff is happening everywhere we go, all over the world all the time. But we see it blatantly now over in Ukraine. And my deepest condolences to the people that are from Ukraine and who have family there, the good people that are there who don't want to have any part of any of this stuff. And if any of you folks that are in Ukraine, if you're listening to the show today, if you'll send me videos of a real war that's going on that you're seeing in your town or your community, I would like to see it. But I don't want something from the last eight years when they were shelling the Donbass. I want to see it now. I want to see the real lineup of the troops. I want to see the real stuff that's happening over there. I want to see real reporters talking about it, not some staged person like Zelensky getting in front of a green screen wearing a military uniform that's completely clean and basically pretend like he's a soldier. I mean, the guy's a he's a comedian who runs around in leather tights and high heels, all right? He's basically a I guess he's some I guess he's a bisexual or gay. I don't know what he is. He's a weirdo is what he is. But the people there that I've talked to from the Ukraine they don't like Zelensky. They said he's a comedian that basically somehow got into the office of president, which again tells me that their elections are being rigged, just like our elections are being rigged in the United States. That's why I've said to you guys, being involved in the election kabuki theater in the United States after what happened with the last election, with you know what twenty million more people voting for Joe Biden than existed on the voting rolls, whatever the heck it was. I mean, it's it's crazy. Until we fix the voting machines and have some kind of legitimate election, you know, in the United States. It doesn't matter who runs for president. It doesn't matter who runs for these high elected offices. They're going to be basically put in by the people who want to have them put in. It's just part of what we're into right now in, in the deal. And, and, you know, and you know what's funny to me? And Sauce was talking more about these, these TV ministries. And I know a lot about them, but I'm not going to mention any names. You know, I've seen it happen in my lifetime. You know, it happened with, you know, with Billy Graham. Uh, guys, don't get mad at me about this, guys. And I liked the Billy Graham's preaching. I really did. But, you know, many people believe that he was a high-level Mason. Now, whether he was or not, I don't know. But, you know, I've done a lot of – I read a book one time called The Real Billy Graham, and it was not a positive book, to be honest with you. And then he came in, and basically a lot of people started following his lead, you know, 70 years ago about how you had to pray a specific prayer in order to be born again. Well, my Bible says you believe in the Lord Jesus Christ, that he died for your sins, and that basically he's the son of the Most High God, and you repent for your sins, and you believe in him, and you shall be saved. That's what it says. You don't have to pray a specific prayer. You just have to cover certain key points. And a lot of denominations, like with the Apostles' Creed, they cover those key points every service when they read that in church. And yet a lot of these other denominations are coming in and saying you're not properly saved because you don't have a certain way that you said your certain prayer. And that caused a lot of division. All of a sudden, the Lutherans were told they were going to hell by the Catholics. The Catholics were telling everybody else they're going to hell. hell. They're all going to hell because they're all reprobates, and they're basically, you know, they're, they're basically they're, they're horrible people. And then people say, well, the Catholics aren't going to hell because you don't do this and that. Let me say something to all of you guys about this. All it did was divide the body of Christ. You believe in the Lord Jesus Christ, and he's the son of the Most High God, and he died for your sins. And he was dead, buried, and resurrected the third day, and he rose again from the dead. And he sitteth at the right hand of God the Father Almighty, from whence he shall summon the judge to quicken the dead. You believe in the Holy Christian Church, and you believe in the communion of saints, and you believe in life everlasting and the resurrection of the body, and you believe these things, and you say these things, and you accept him as your Lord and Savior, you're saved. You know, you've become a Christian. You become a born-again believer. And see, that's the problem with a lot of these different denominations and how they came in. And you have to ask yourself a question with Billy Graham. How was he allowed to buy primetime airtime? 
it's nine o'clock at night and preempt all kinds of major programming in the United States for decades upon decades. And how was he the supposedly the pastor for like six or seven different presidents of the United States that are all part of the New World Order, I should add, majority of them. And so all of these things, you've got to ask yourself those questions. And, I, and don't get me wrong. I'm not saying that Billy Graham wasn't a good preacher. And I'm not saying that there weren't people that were saved under Billy Graham. And I'm not saying that he didn't do some good things. I'm not saying that. But what I am saying is watch the progression, like Austin talked about, from the 30s to the 40s to the big tent ministries to basically the healing ministries to the people that – we have a guy – I'm not going to mention any names. I was on a show, and, 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 you know, and he basically wouldn't pay any bills. He wouldn't, he wouldn't pay bills, and I, he basically left. And the reason they get away with this is they know that Christians are the ones they're doing business with, and, and, and they believe that people won't attack another Christian, so they just don't pay their bills. And, and, I, and it got to the point that it was so bad, the last time I was on a show, I just donated the books to him because I wasn't going to try to get paid. You think, well, did he really do that? Yeah, I really did. And then they came out and said – that they didn't have the books, they hadn't shipped them. We shipped every one of them to them because they didn't want to pay the money for the dog on uh, the shipping for the books to get to the individuals. I'm not making this stuff up, guys. And then we ended up having to give free books out from our office if the people just pay the freight to ship the dog on product to them because they waited for months and months and months for this TV evangelist and they wouldn't ship the books. You think you think? Well, Ted, you're making this up. I'm not making it up. And see, and this is the problem that I've seen repeatedly with a lot of these big TV ministries. They don't think the rules apply to them. They don't think the word of God applies to them. They continue to do whatever they want to do and just continue to lie. And it's sad because I don't even know if some of these guys are even saved. You think, well, gosh, Ted, you're really coming down on this hard. Yeah, I am. I'm to the point now of saying to you, don't support TV evangelists. If you have a funeral and someone in your family dies, try to call one of those guys up to come preach. I want to see that happen. Yeah, I want to see somebody that haven't sent anybody even do the funeral for you. As far as I know, they've never done one of those. They've never done anything like that. And one of them is so – one of them, and a bunch of them are high-level basis. So I'm just going to say that just straight up. And then some of them believe that God's an hermaphrodite. They've gone out and said that on public TV before. I mean, I've, I've called the guys out for that. And I'm still waiting for Kenneth Copeland to come and debate me on that. And so all of these guys, a lot of them put paper – they'll put – people through a funnel so to speak because they've got it all set up as far from a marketing standpoint if you get x amount of dollars you get a person assigned to you that's going to call you up and talk to you on an ongoing basis to ensure that you continue to give money i've seen all of it and some of these guys claim to be billionaires yet they're still taking the last dollar from doggone widows and orphans i mean i it makes me so angry i can't stand it and but yet this is the group that won't go out and speak about transgenders. They won't talk about the gay agenda. They won't go out and tell the truth to the people out there that are listening to them because a lot of the Christian networks are owned by the same Kabbalist, Luciferian, synagogue of Satan. And if they come in and they start talking about the things that I'm talking about right now, they will be banned. Perfect example. I've told you this before. A few years ago, I was on with a good friend of mine. And they posted the, and I, I went through a full 30 minute, just absolute, just here's the truth, here's what's happening, here's who runs the planet. I told everything. I talked about the ancient Canaanite religions, and it was broadcast. Huge response. Everybody's calling up, you know, hundreds of people contacted the producer of the show wanting DVDs because they wanted to hear it. Within three to four days, YouTube pulled it down, they put it up again. And YouTube contacted them and said, if you put Ted Brower back up talking about this stuff, this is YouTube telling them this now. We will take down every single podcast, every single broadcast, every single thing that you have downloaded from your TV station for the last whatever. We're going to close down your account because of me. So that's the group that runs the international 
banking cartels that who run YouTube, who run all of it, who run State Street, Vanguard, and BlackRock, who are the synagogue of Satan, who control Christian TV and censor it. And I was never asked to be back on that show again. And the founding father of that particular ministry, that TV program, he died. And then the person who was on, who I had on the air, who was on the air with me that day, they took him off the air. He's now retired. He was forced into retirement. All of this stuff I've seen and watched over and over and over again. And the sad part about it is, is where are the churches in this? Why aren't they talking about this? You know, if, if, I, if I got convicted by the Holy Spirit, I would start my own church service online. So you guys, if you guys want me to do that, you pray about it. It's going to be a lot of work. And I'll do Bible teaching at least once a week, and you guys can log in. Because I, I want the ability to be able to tell you guys what's going on. Of course, we already do a lot of that with this show. Because that's why I've been a little bit hesitant to go ahead and do a just straight, you know, straight preaching service. But I can do it if you'd like. I, I, but I've got to pray about that and be led by the Holy Spirit to do it because I want the anointing of God on me when I do that. But guys, listen to me. It's really, really important that we stand our ground like the book of Ephesians says, and we put on the full armor of God and realize that this is the day the Lord hath made and we will rejoice and we will be glad in it, regardless of the consequences around us. I mean, the world is so twisted and so perverted now, it's absolutely mind-boggling to me. I mean, it really is. I mean, I really don't know. You know, you guys know that Sharon passed away a year ago, and I'm in a situation now where I'm actually dating, and I had no idea how weird the dating world is. No idea, because yeah, I was married for, you know, for decades and, and so I finally have now realized that it's not what it used to be. Things are really, really, really strange, and people have gotten really, really, really strange. And it's a sad situation when you find out that a person that you have been going out with or talking to or just even text or emailed, you find out things about them that are just not flattering, and you go, what the heck just happened? I mean, how in the world can it be this bad, and why do you believe this? And it's weird because that Frankfurt School and the ideology has worked its way through everything. Then when the, in the 50s happened with the Johnson Amendment, the preachers quit talking about sin, and they started promoting their own agendas and the building of giving units in the, in, the, in the churches. And, of course, in the 60s and the 70s and the 80s, these churches got sanctioned with the 5013C corporations. They couldn't, you know, couldn't put the two together. It, it became a very big mess. And that's where we find ourselves now with the institutionalized church refusing to talk about political matters because it's beneath them and refusing to talk about the stuff that we talk about on the show all the time because they don't want to basically ruffle the feathers of the congregation. This has turned into a mess. And, guys, that's why we have to stand our ground because, remember, the same power that raised Jesus from the dead resides in you. And you can do all things through Christ who strengthens you. You've got to remember that every single day, and you've got to maintain a good attitude about all of it because, guys, listen to me. If we stick together – we're going to get this. We're going to get this. We're going to keep the country going for a lot, 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 lot longer. We will. We'll, we'll delay a lot of stuff. But if we try to get separated, like they're trying to do with all this racial division, it will cause us to fall so much faster. Love one another. Support one another. Thank you for your support of Health Masters. I really, really appreciate you guys a lot. Also, what do you think, buddy? You finish it up. Absolutely, and thank you again for the continued support. And one thing I want to address real quick is just a uh, little public service announcement. I appreciate all the continued orders from International. We're doing great with the DHL Express, getting orders there super fast. The only thing I am requesting, if you are an international order, please make sure you're putting down an accurate phone number and email address for DHL or for us to contact you in the event that something is basically stuck at customs or is getting processed. I've gotten two orders now that people basically won't pick up the phone, won't respond to emails, and Customs is basically contacting, either trying to get in a gate or trying to get through a system with DHL. So please understand, when you order from us, 
it's going to be there in a couple days. So please put down an applicable way for us to contact you that's going to be the most efficient and effective so we can get our products to you as fast as possible, which is what our overall goal always is for all of our customers anywhere in the world or in this country. So again, thank you for that. It's always very important. And I know some people don't want to have their personal information or their phone number on there. Guys, you know us here. I've told you guys this for a decade we don't sell your information. We don't sell your email. No amount of money could buy my email list at all or my phone number list, period. I don't care. Somebody comes up to me and offers me a huge thing. I said, it wouldn't matter. My privacy for my customers is more important. I'm not one of these third-party guys that's going to go sell all your information so I can get an extra $1,000 check and sell all your info so they can triple sell it to everybody else. I find that detestable. I cannot stand that market right now that sells all your stuff. I hate those scammers. That's all they do is scam people. Nobody consented to that. Nobody wants their information out there. Have respect for one another. So thank you for making sure we have accurate information to contact you, either domestic or international. Thank you for your support of healthmasters.com. We're here to take care of you the best we possibly can. If you need anything, you know where to get a hold of us, healthmasters.com. Continue to keep up the fight, my friends. Continue to stay strong and encourage one another like Dad said. Sometimes you think about somebody, just pick them up and give them a call. You think somebody may need something, pick up a phone and give them a call. Always look out for one another right now because we're all in this together. Thank you for your support and keeping the truth out there. Have a blessed, safe, awesome night. And if you need anything, you know where to get a hold of us, and we'll be back on this show tomorrow as always. Have a blessed, safe evening, my friends, and we'll talk to you again tomorrow as always. Broadcasting to the U.S. and around the world by way of clear digital audio, 22,500 miles above the planet. This is the Global Star Radio Network.